Six inches and one giant play is what it took for Pat's Nations to keep their balls inflated today. And uh, Matt, who is a news reporter, joins me in the studio here tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show because he's upset and I'm pretty happy. Thanks for coming on the well, show. I I'm guess, so sorry. Well, I guess the first thing to do would be to polite, be polite and give you a congratulations. So I guess that's at least in order. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Obviously, I wish the Seahawks had at least six inches in them, but evidently they couldn't do that. Who says size doesn't matter? Yeah. <laughs> size matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to be as inflated as possible. Yeah. Well, their chances obviously got deflated after that throw. So <laughs> They certainly did. Anyway, it, w- it was terribly sad. But I did bring you a consolation package, a Thank condolence you. package. Yes, with I appreciate that. I think pork was uh, high on everybody's menu this yeah. year. <laughs> and to that end, I brought you my famous porchetta and argula. Is it a six-inch sub-, sub that you brought me as well? It's a one-inch. <laughs> Yes, of course it was a six. I gave you all six inches. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So that and some beers to help as well Thank with you. Um, you know drowning in your sorrows. That's exactly <laughs> what I plan to be doing. Yes. And I, I wanted to bring uh, you and Chad some Sam Adams beers, but all of the Irishmen drank them all, That's quite and all right. I hid them in the air conditioning unit. But still, they oh. found them anyway. So next time, um, yeah. So it was a surprise. Uh, Surprise ending. I think everybody was thinking, everybody except for myself and three, uh, fr- three well, friends yeah, and family. I, I, think, I think at that point when it was as close to the end zone as it was, a lot of people thought that it was just a formality that they'd get that six inches and just run it in for the <laughs> touchdown. Easy peasy. But uh, evidently some, some good bounces for the Patriots as well. And well, that's all she wrote, right? Absolutely. I think this makes deflate gate, which when I hear deflate gate, I think of testosterone levels. I sure. can't help but that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is not a sports show. This is a sex <laughs> show. <laughs> the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, and I'm Maureen McGrath. And Matt, a news reporter, joins me because I think sex is uh, topical in the news. <laughs> we can certainly apply this. But um, what was I saying? I <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not a sports reporter. How, how, let's, let me ask you this. Uh-oh. How many husbands are going to get some sympathy out there from their wives tonight, at least, maybe? I don't know. That reminds me yeah. of the... I don't think much, because did you know that out there in the world is the ladies' Super Bowl activity pack? Okay. <laughs> and that is activities. Of course, I'm going to design one, I decided, because the one that I heard about has, like, you know, paint by number in it, and it has uh, pick a word, and, um, you know, some nebulous games for women to play. And it's, it's, it was pretty degrading. So I have a way better ladies' activity pack that I'm going to put together oh, wow. for, <laughs> for the next uh, championship game. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, they may or may not be getting some sympathy sex tonight, quite frankly. I don't know. With, you know, men being sad, uh, things might be deflated and it might be difficult to get it up, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we talk straight here on the <laughs> CKNW Sunny Night Sex Show. Anyway, well, hopefully my uh, my love carrot cake will help yes, you. Yes, it certainly you... <laughs> will. And thank you again for that. Here. And again, congratulations to you, Marie. Thank you so much. I know that 4,000 of my closest relatives in New England, including my great friend Kenny Kosher back there, is uh, very. they're all very happy tonight. Right. So uh, I, I think a lot of people were surprised. All of my colleagues and friends and everybody, they were all voting for Seattle. Well, you must like, have been hearing it over the last couple of weeks, I'm I, sure. So it uh, must be yeah. a little nice for you to get a little bit of revenge Kind of, because everyone's like, oh, of course the Seahawks are going to mm-hmm. take it away. You know, they're the better team. I mean, it was a little bit of a lawn bowler game oh, in the yeah. first half, would Back you say? Back and forth, all good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it shows how evenly matched they were, and sometimes luck's on your side. Anyway, but it's way better to have inches on your side. So <laughs> thanks so much for thanks, joining Maureen. me. Thanks, Have a great show. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. If you're just joining us, it's not a sports show. It's a sex show.
Anyway, um, and so, yes, I was really focused on Deflategate. I think this is actually going to make Deflategate more interesting because now people, the Bostonians, are going to be forever defending uh, how the uh, Patriots really should have won that game and um, uh, in order to get to the Super Bowl. So, uh, as you know, we Bostonians, we New Englanders can talk a blue streak, and I'm certainly uh, representative of that. Anyway, uh, we have the gift of the gap, and I have that as well. One subject I do like to talk about is sex. Some people only like to talk about sex. I don't know. It's from anxiety or, or medical problems or a host of other issues like low sexual desire, but I'm sure that doesn't happen with Giselle and <coughs> Tom Brady. Um, if, uh, if <laughs> because Tom Brady is extremely hot. Anyway, did I mention that Tom Brady was extremely hot? Um, anyway, so I'm sure there's no low sexual desire there, but we talk about that here. But in honor of deflate gate and smaller balls, not only am I going to talk about testosterone levels, which is really important in terms of erectile dysfunction and your sexual desire and your performance on the field and off the field. Um, but I also have some underwear for you, but I am looking for big guys tonight because I have extra large size of my package, my package for your package. Um, anyway, so give me a call 604-280-9898. Or star 9898 on your cell. My fabulous tech producer, Mr. Chad Bruhog, will take your call and pass you over to me so that uh, you and I can have a chat uh, about your deflate gate, perhaps, if you have that. Anyway, great to have you back, Chad. Thanks for uh, teching the show tonight. Anyway, it's always helpful to have a technical producer when you're talking about sex or dealing with sex because there's often lots of machines and devices that are are necessary in order to um, have great sex. Sometimes you need to bring that into your bedroom. Anyway, maybe you've had a little bit to drink today. Hopefully you're not driving and you're able to call in because it's way more fun when you call in after you've had a few beers. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Um, So I have a few other uh, presents tonight. I'm feeling really generous. I do feel badly and guilty that uh, New England won. But uh, so what do we good Irish Catholic girls do? We just start to make up for it and um, bring gifts. This morning on the Jill Bennett show, when I was telling her and talking to her about some of the subjects we were talking about tonight, one of which was cheating spouses and having a private investigator on she asked the question, who has the time to have an affair? You know, with their, they're already having a relationship, they're working, and she said she just can't even imagine who does. So I said government employees. So anyway, I'm probably going to get into a lot of trouble for that comment, and um, I will, I'm going to need a lawyer. So to that end, I have uh, brought a little book to give out, which is written by a lawyer. It is a memoir. It's by David Roberts, and it's called Letters. At letters to his children from an uncommon attorney. He was a, a criminal attorney, litigator, a very talented man, and, and was a phenomenal storyteller. And he has some beautiful stories in here. So if you would like to win that book instead of the underwear, uh, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And uh, But because this is a sex show, I do have a copy of the book, Be That Kinky Girl, should you decide to go in that direction instead. Anyway, as I said, uh, we've got lots of subjects to talk about tonight. My tips for having great sex, they're, they're pretty simple, actually, but a lot of people don't apply them. Great sex with one person or two or three, whatever you uh, we go on. But, you know, cheaters generally, if they cheat once, they're generally chronic cheaters. 
Um, we're also going to be talking with a licensed practical nurse, and I'm very interested in this subject because I think it's uh, certainly a way, especially with the increased scope of the licensed practical nurses or the LPNs, uh, it's certainly a way for the government to save money and to uh, deliver exemplary care to patients in the province today as well. I'm also going to tell you a little bit of a story about how my annoyance with a government official, shall I say. Anyway, uh, and then I'm going to be talking about testosterone. We've got UBC Sugar Daddy, some emails from you. Love your emails, so you can email me anytime, sextalk at cknw.com, and I try and get to answer all of those emails personally, and some of them I actually read on the air. So um, when I come back, we are going to be, uh, actually, I do uh, have a caller on the line. I think we can, can we take that? Um, I have Tony on the line. Are you there, Tony? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Tony, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. good. Hey. I, uh, I, the I'm... point spread in the game was supposed to be four points, and uh, it worked out that way. So There we go, there we yeah. go. But it wasn't supposed to be six inches, Tony, was it? Well, no, but, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, that. <laughs> it doesn't always appear that way. It's uh, it's sort of hidden away, and you can't tell until the actual time it comes up to it. And then this is true. <laughs> they're either a liar or he's a, a brilliant student. Are you a sex expert? Um, so, Tony, are you a Seahawks fan? Uh, yeah, I am, sort of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can quickly flip over to the other side, swing the other direction. Well, I can swing. You can be a swinger, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they've done pretty well this year, you know, and the second time they've uh, come up with a win. So Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah not yeah. too bad. So yeah, come over to come over to the Irish side, my friend. Or the oh, other yeah. side. Anyway, so um were you calling about the underwear <laughs> or the book? <laughs> well, I'm calling about the book. I'm pretty well fixed up with underwear. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want the letters or the kinky girl book? <laughs> Um, this is going to tell a lot about you, Tony. Okay. I'm going to know what kind of guy you are. So, well, could I have both of them? No. <laughs> so you're a selfish lover. <laughs> well, I'll go for the the letters, the book of letters by the end. Okay. By the private eye. <laughs> well, he's a lawyer, actually. He's not. A lawyer. Well, we have a private eye coming on later on in the show, so hopefully you'll okay. stay with us and listen. So if you just leave your information. With Chad, we'll uh, get that. Uh, you can pick that book up here at the station, okay? All right, thanks for your call, Tony. Well, anyway, uh, so you can give me a call, two six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight or star 9898 on yourself. If you have any sexual health problems, medical problems, relationship problems, love problems, football game problems, or problems with inadequate amount of inches, give me a call, six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight or star 9898 on your cell. The nurse joins me when I return. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday, Sunday night sex show. How about that halftime show, huh? That was uh, Katy Perry pulled a little Madonna out of the, uh, out of the air, I thought. Uh, a Madonna is, uh, she's just never going away. Anyway, uh, we all want to be like Madonna. Hopefully you do too. Here we are on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. They often say nurses are like Madonna. No, they don't actually. <laughs> but uh, I'm a registered nurse and uh, I'm joined here. There's a lot of different healthcare pre- professionals within our healthcare system. Uh, nurses and physicians and nurse practitioners. I have a couple of nurse practitioners coming up on the show a couple of weeks. Um, uh physiotherapists, physiatrists, all sorts of specialty physicians, uh, but nurses play a key role in our healthcare system. Uh, and to that end, Anita 
has joined me. She's a licensed practical nurse and um, is here on behalf of the licensed practical nurses of British Columbia. And also I have Brenda on the line. Uh, Hello, Brenda. Hello. Are you there? Uh, Brenda's also an LPN or a licensed practical nurse, and uh, we're here to talk about uh, the importance of the role of the licensed practical nurse, in particular in regard to their scope of practice uh, and how uh, your role can benefit the healthcare system. So welcome to the studio, Anita, and thanks for being on the line, Brenda. Thank you, Maureen. We're, um, Brenda and I both, we are the board members of the LPN Association of British Columbia. Um, we were very excited that we had this invite and that we're here tonight because we just want to shout our uh, acclimates about our profession. And so, yes, I think it's really important and key that, uh, you know, we speak up. I listened just today that there was lots of different um, broadcasts about the healthcare system and what can we do and how can we make it better. And we know that we need to have some improvements. And the LPN Association has been shouting as high as possible, say we want to be part of that solution. Um, we talk about nurses and the, I think the clarity that we want to bring forward is that when the, the, we speak to the public about nurses, um, it does seem to default and reflect on registered nurses and there's actually a broader definition of nurses that's built into that one word is that there's nurse practitioners that you mentioned, there's registered nurses, there's uh, registered psychiatric nurses and then there's licensed practical nurses. So uh, we're just And really so how excited. can the licensed practical nurses, I'll, I'll let you answer this, Brenda, uh, up in Vernon, how can the licensed practical nurses help with the healthcare system, to improve the healthcare system? And that's probably around efficiency and dollars. Those are probably two of the things that are, are most important to improve our system. Well, I think it's no secret that the uh, employers have figured out that licensed practical nurses are a good uh, bang for the buck, so to speak. We're a good value for the money that our, our wages cost them. Um, in that we're kind of like the workhorses on the team. We have the skills to apply to a lot of the the uh, practices that need to be hands-on, and it leaves the other disciplines um, more responsible to their own scope, which is you know, a little bit different than what we practice. And the LPN scope has increased recently. There's, there are more things that's, in, in fact, closer in line uh, with the duties of a registered nurse. Uh, more so than than it has ever been in the past. Is that correct, Anita? Yes, Yes, I I would absolutely agree. I think that the need for the value added, as Brenda has uh, stated and as you're acknowledging, is that the LPN scope has been increasing nationally. But I would want to focus on British Columbia because we've always been reflective in looking at what's happening in other provinces. Yet in our province, we just had a brand new curriculum that has now been updated that is comparable at a national level. So and in practical terms, what mm-hmm. can LPNs do uh, that registered nurse? What what can registered nurses do that LPNs can't do? What's the difference? Uh, that's a really good question. That seems to be always when you go to the public, they're saying, what is the difference between a practical nurse and a registered nurse? It is, it's the clients that they serve. It's that the, the difference is not, you know, by tasks. And I think that's where we sometimes get caught up is, well, we can do this task or that task. That's not it. That's not the definition between the nursing bodies. It's that the level of complexity and the acuity that that's defines the patients that we're serving. So it's who is the best provider for the best patient at the right time? So as Brenda has said, is that we have that the all of us are 
educated in the foundation of nurses is is that for practical nursing we are at war at the level where it's more of established care so that we work in very you know, harmonious uh, in collaboration with registered nurses and, and care aids we don't want to leave care aids out uh, oh, of the equation yes yeah. <laughs> yes yes you know care aids are well I think again that's all of us are the answer to the healthcare system if we will Im- you know embrace our contributions used to our fullest uh, potential of what we're educated to do. So carries are wonderful, and then they... But what know, what is it that mm-hmm. they call... You're, you're looking to be part of the College of Registered Nurses of British Columbia, correct? Uh, well, we have our own college. Um, so what we are looking for is is that we would definitely want to be recognized by our, you know, our college and by the public for all of our full education, work harmoniously with the RN college. And how yes. is it that that's not happening today? Why, why do the LPNs feel it's not happening? Uh, it, it's such, that's a complex question. I, I think the simplicity, just to, to answer simply, is that our regulation is has needs to be revised. It's it's an old language. The registered nurses has the new language underneath at the Health Professions Act. So I think that the need for our regulation to be updated and then for our college to acknowledge and update that very quickly is our key. And and Brenda, what is that? If you don't mind my asking this, I don't really like to ask what people make, but um, what is the difference in pay between registered nurses and licensed practical nurses or LPNs? For example, uh, a, a nurse coming straight, a new grad coming straight out. Um, I can I can speak to the LPN um, wages for a, a provincial employer. It sits at about twenty four something, I believe, per hour, and our highest wage is just under twenty seven right now. Okay, whereas. Um, with the RNs, they start very close to our top wage, and they go quite a bit higher than that, I think closer to 40. Right, absolutely. Uh, so it would be a significant uh, change in uh, a significant reduction in cost utilizing LPNs more effectively in the healthcare system. I, I think only if it's in the right location, because there's certainly hazards involved in in putting persons who are not appropriately educated to the uh, job that you're asking of them. Why I think what Anita's trying to speak to is the fact that there's so much in, to do in the healthcare system right now that the LPNs are are very appropriate to a large level of the um, the responsibility, but there's certainly a specifically some things that RNs are, are only um, suited for. Absolutely. And the, the, the acuity in the hospital seems to be higher than ever before. We're living longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more complex medical issues. There are more emotional issues. Uh, so how do LPNs, is it um, is an LPN not necessarily perfectly appropriate for the higher acuity areas like ICU and coronary oh, care and PAR? Or uh, Because they're, they're seemingly putting more RNs these days on um, a lot of the wards. Yeah. I, I, I work in a very busy emergency department. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I would say that it, you need both because there is patients that need uh, a lot of direct care, and that's what practical nurses do really, really well. Um, I, I do agree that the collaboration needs to be tighter <clears throat> Excuse me, um, for ICU or emergency room. But at the same token, uh, I think LPNs are definitely appropriate. Northern Health in, does in ICUs and in recovery uh, and in coronary well, in care ICU- units and PARs. Or I, I, I can see an emergency because yes. there's first aid departments and there's different levels of care uh, depending on who, uh, mm-hmm. the patients that are triaged and where they're triaged to. 
Right. Um, I, I don't think ICU or PACU because, again, the acuity and the unpredictability is way high, and the ratio is usually one-to-one or one-to-two. So I, I agree with you completely on that. I just wanted to, to uh, you know, highlight the home health area mm-hmm. um, because uh, LPNs are not well utilized in BC, whereas in other provinces we're a large percentage, and I think that's where we should be looking at. Well, we have a lot to learn. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Brenda, thank you so much. Can uh, People you. can get more information about uh, becoming an LPN or... Uh, part of the being LPN um, visit our website okay. LPN ABC uh, on our website we would love for you so thank you Maureen for the opportunity wonderful you're Appreciate welcome it. well thank you to the two of you to raise the awareness about uh, the importance of nursing in our province I'm Maureen McGrath when I come back let's see what if you find lipstick on your husband's collar does that mean he's been cheating I'm Maureen McGrath you're listening to the CKNW Sunday night sex show Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I host this show. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm a registered nurse and a sexpert, amongst a few other things that I won't get into. Uh, I have to say, uh, there was uh, there was a lot uh, about the Super Bowl today, which I which I really liked. I really liked Katy Perry's performance. Did you notice that they were twerking? Anyway, girls just want to have fun, as you know. Um, but something else, the like a girl hashtag was um, was tweeting. And I thought that was a great little campaign because often we are offending girls and women when we say you throw like a girl or you run like a girl or, you know, and oftentimes girls can do things a lot better than boys. Um, So anyway, that's a great little campaign. As you know, if you've never listened to me before or if you have, but you'll know now that I do a lot of work to raise awareness and end violence against women and men because it happens to men as well. But uh, I'm very interested in that. Uh, When I see situations and stories like Sugar Daddies, Sugar Babies, which um, demonstrates how many, the rise in older men paying for young women's university educations, I I think we're setting feminism back 100 years. I wonder who's teaching girls that. And I think I would rather take out a million dollars in loans and educate myself and live off of my own hard work and successes than rely on any man financially, quite frankly. And and that is the truth. And I think that's what we need to start teaching our girls and women today. It's a lot better to have a loan than to sell your soul, quite frankly. So uh, that story has been uh, in the news quite a bit. And uh, if you are doing that, I think it's it's not going to be something that is going to feed your soul uh, as you go on in life. And um, you know what? You can make it on your own. You can do it on your own. There are many ways. Uh, life is changing for girls and women, and, and uh, there's no time like the present uh, to work on that. So there are lots of mentors and supporters and lots of programs to help you to get your education. Education is key uh, to, you know, you really need a good education these days to, to get ahead, and, but it also takes hard work, persistence, being in the right place, knowing some people. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> Yes, I just said anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> so that's $2. Uh, that's just a private message out there. But, uh, you know, we come across a lot of troubles in life. And wh- sometimes, you know, we, we get married and have children and have the perfect family. And all of a sudden you realize that your partner is cheating or is looking to cheat or has cheated uh, maybe you know that they're cheaters, maybe you have an open marriage, maybe you have a certain agreement, maybe they're quiet cheaters. To that end, I have asked Kathy Maytack, a, a private investigator from Baker Street. 
Uh, she is a Sherlock Holmes of the female persuasion. She has a firm with expertise in missing persons, internet security issues, and what I'm interested in, online dating background profiles, as well as finding that cheating mate. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Maureen. What a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Uh, so you're the owner at Baker Street Agency. It's a private investigator firm. We often think that private investigator firms are limited to television and oh. movies, but they're alive and well here and, and much needed here in Vancouver and other places around the world, aren't they? They certainly are, and no, we're nothing like what you see on TV at all. We're, we really are the people that live next door to you (laughs) (laughs) and and garden and you know our soccer moms and the real soccer moms pi are right here okay excellent excellent (laughs) thank you for joining me tonight so online dating background profiles this is probably a growing industry i would imagine uh there's some evidence to support that people believe they are in a relationship with somebody through texting and through emailing and through online communication only we see it when many women give their life savings over over to a man they have never met, only to find out he's in Ghana. I, I know a professional woman who uh, was having a you know relationship via internet and email and texting, whatever, and and then he asked her for sixty thousand dollars, and that's when the light bulb went off, and she realized she had been denying some of the red flag signs that had come up. And and I said, well, what were some of the signs? And she said, well, one time when I was on the phone with him, I heard a rooster in the background. (laughs) So you know that he's on some some underdeveloped nation. Selective hearing. (laughs) Exactly. We all want to find love. So so how do you help out? What what happens? Uh, Do people come to you and say, listen, I've met this guy. Can you check him out? Absolutely. You know, it's it, you brought up a really interesting arena that has proliferated the last couple of years. Just this summer, I had two clients that came to me with photographs of men that they had met online, were involved with, had had sex with, but they actually didn't know anything about who they were. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's. It, I can joke around about it and say, you know, I solved this case with just a picture. But it's not that easy. It's actually, it's a lot of work. I don't understand what's going on, and I don't understand why women are selling themselves so cheaply in this arena. Because it tends to be predominantly the men that are out there, that are married, that are using some of these dating sites to hook up with women who seem to have dropped their standards in some respect and are getting involved with men, but they really know nothing about them. And I think it's very dangerous. I think your introduction, you know, from the feminist perspective, I sometimes wonder what's gone wrong here as well. You know, why is this happening? Why are you involved with somebody whose name you don't know, who you know nothing about, but you've chosen to believe everything you can about them? And and people lie like crazy, don't they? Yeah, like I'm I'm the totally wrong person to tell you that the world is a great place, okay? <laughs> I am jaded beyond belief. Yes, people lie all the time. And the stories I I have heard as well. I heard of one woman, she had a one met this guy, thought it was a soulmate, met in a bar. Uh, that had a great time, spent like 24 hours with him and, you know, spent the night together. And then he was leaving her apartment the next day and he was arrested. Uh, the car he was driving was stolen goods. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's tame. <laughs> I, yes, exactly. You, you might be a little surprised at that, um, but... 
No, you know, it's it's quite interesting. And sometimes I think, you know, I didn't grow up in the 50s. I grew up later than that. But I can remember, you know, the stories that my mom and older sister would say that, you know, you can tell when a guy is married when you can't, you don't have a phone number for him and this and that. Well, ladies, it hasn't changed. I mean, if you can't reach this person you're involved with by phone, there is something wrong. Oh, but some of them give their phone numbers. They give, um, you know, their. Uh, this is another common one. I think this is where women have it, where, where women outsmart men, perhaps. Men, I, I don't think men are very careful about texting or emailing no. using their phone. Maybe they're not password protecting and they're not using particular secret apps, you know, that women would tend to use. So I think that's why we think more men cheat than women, but, but both cheat, actually. Oh, both cheat. I think but where men get got, caught a lot more. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most of my cases involve women who've hired me um, to find out about the men. So they must have a, a really deep suspicion that their partner, whomever, husband, boyfriend, whatever, is cheating. If they've gone to the uh, drastic measure of hiring a, pri- hiring a private investigator, especially in today's world, you can find out a lot about people just by you know, going online, looking at their alleged company where they work, you know, looking at city building permits and, you know, birth announcements. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everything is on the internet today. Well, yes. And what's happened lately is people make up identities for themselves. Oh, I mean, there's so many stories. But actually, the two cases I had this summer is that it's exactly what the ladies did. They went and looked for these guys online, and actually, they could find nothing out about them. And that right there should be ringing a bunch of alert signals, right? Everybody is on the Internet. If you've done anything, been on any board of directors, coached the soccer team, done anything, somewhere your name is going to turn up. And certainly if, if you're in business, you're on LinkedIn. If you can find, not find the name on anything on the Internet, that should be telling you something. There's a problem. So that they're a fraudulent person, they're maybe yeah. a made-up person. So- But how about somebody who suspects that their husband is cheating and they've hired you to Mm -hmm. uh, as a private investigator? Um, We're going to go to break, but I want you to hang on the line if you don't mind. And just walk me through the steps of, you know, the emotions and what it takes to hire you and and the cost and and what are the kinds of of stories. I had a patient one time who uh, had she was her own private investigator. She followed her husband and took photographs of him and had the photographs she was showing them to me on her iPhone and and she was so upset about this and and as sexually transmitted infections is a big mm-hmm. issue today and um or at any time and and then that was on one breath and then in the other breath she was saying to me my husband is a pillar of the community and mm-hmm. he would never do this and I'm I'm like well you've just shown me the picture so so there's lots of ways that women who are married to men who cheat and men who are married to women who cheat deal with it. So, you know, they can either go crazy or they can end it or open up the relationship, look the other way again and again and again, that's going to deplete their soul. So we're going to talk about a lot of those um, issues when I return. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen McGrath. I host the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We're talking about cheating spouses. And, you know, women deal with it in really strange ways. I love the ones who deny, deny, deny mm-hmm. and blame the other woman. Why don't they go after their own partner or husband? But it seems that that's all also causes dissension amongst women. Kathy Madick is a private investigator. She is the owner at Baker Street. 
Uh, she is Baker Street Agency. She is your Sherlock Holmes, and uh, she's on the line with me. So thanks for staying with me, Kathy. Thank you, Maureen. So what happens when you say most of your clients are women and uh, maybe they're wives and, and mothers, I'm, I'm going to presume? Uh, yeah, not always mothers, but always, pretty well always wives. Okay, always you know, wives. term partners. All right, and they come to you, and, they, and they're at the end of the road when they're hiring a private investigator, because I imagine your services aren't cheap. No, they're not, although over the past year we've started providing discounted services because there's so many women <laughs> that they can't afford us. It's, a tr- it's true, though. But when oh. they come to us, often we're in a situation where you have to handle things very carefully. People are very emotional because this is a part of their life that's just completely changed in front, in front of their eyes, and they don't even know how to handle it. Their emotions are all over the place. You're listening to these things. You're trying to not be judgmental. And sometimes you're in a situation where you are actually having to suggest that the woman go and get tested as soon as possible because of the nature of the cheating that may be going on. We had one client who had no idea that her husband was cheating. She was the mother of three children under the age of seven. So her life was busy. It was very busy on a day-to-day basis. And, and I imagine they weren't probably having too much sex at home with a busy mother, three kids under seven. Exactly. And that's one reason men cheat. That's one reason men like to use as an excuse to cheat. Okay, <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but um, so, yeah, how did she find out he was cheating? Money had become short over the past six months, it just unexplainably. But, was a shortage oh, of money. Oh, okay, I was going to say because he has enough money to cheat, but go ahead. Right. So what happened was um, she was actually going to the wallet to get $20 out into his wallet to get diapers, and this piece of paper fell out. And as fate will sometimes intervene, the piece of paper had a bunch of names on it, you know, like um, Daisy, you know, Backdoor Betty, things like this, right? And it landed on the back pages of the Georgia Strait, and the names on the piece of paper matched the names on the back page. Oh, wow. Right. And that's how she went, wow, what's Karma. going on? Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up doing an extensive surveillance on this man, and she really had reasons to be concerned. I think in a period of six weeks, he had seen something like 93 hookers that we had followed him to. Oh, wow. And one was on Father's Day, in between um, the, uh, going to church and having his family over for dinner. So what, how does she react to something like that? What, what then happened? There, there's financial issues. There's, she's got she three young the kids. for everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> got a good lawyer and cleaned them out. However, she was a strong woman, and she knew what she was doing. Many women do not leave. They deal because with the trauma, the insecurity. A lot of them feel very insecure. Their self-esteem is damaged. It's and there's this whole deal. idea today that we have to be perfect in every way. We have to have the perfect house, and we have to have the perfect children, the perfect relationship, mm-hmm. the perfect marriage. Everything to everyone on the outside uh, right. is perfect. But when you take the roof off of any of these, uh, many any house, there's problems inside. And and, a, and an affair or cheating is really signi- signifies problems within a relationship. Absolutely. There is... I don't think there's a reason to cheat if you've worked on things or you've discussed what your relationship is. Oh, about. yeah, but they're still going to cheat. So what do you do? <laughs> How do you follow these people to walk us through oh, your oh, day? What's a, the way. day in the life of a private investigator in Vancouver? So you've got uh, your camera, your iPhone, whatever, your tripod. Uh, your 
You do a lot your of condoms. You have no. a lot of stress. <laughs> so you're chasing yeah. people and they don't know you're chasing them and they're lo- not necessarily looking behind their shoulder, but you don't want to get found out, right? Uh, yeah, your goal is to never be discovered, which is why women are actually great in this particular field. Because we're um, sneakier in a way, right? Uh, yeah. That's why women don't get caught as much at, at cheating. Threatening. You know, you, you can follow somebody onto the floor of a hotel or an apartment building and, yeah. you know, another woman's going to be less... Um, concerned about another woman on the floor, then she's going to be about some guy, right? Absolutely. So we're, we're just more, you know, like I said, you can be a soccer mom at the field taking pictures. So the wives will tell you where these guys work and you'll follow them there and then you'll take photographs. Affairs happen in all kinds of strange places. The most current one was SkyTrain. So sometimes we ride SkyTrain and oh. follow people. It's, so what it's do they meet on SkyTrain? What do they meet on SkyTrain? Like mm-hmm. somebody says, I suspect my husband is meeting on the sky, is meeting someone on the sky mm-hmm. train, and do they just sit next to each other on the sky train? Usually with their laps covered with a big coat. Yes. <laughs> oh, and they're actually having the affair. <laughs> they're actually engaging in sex show behavior on the sky train. Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> wow. <funny>. Yep. <laughs> and so it must be really hard, uh, heartbreaking, and difficult for you to go back to these people and say. You know, especially somebody who's got financial problems or maybe has little babies and they're working outside of the home and to say your husband is has been cheating on you, you know, for nine months with this particular person. It's really difficult to tell some people because you get to know your clients very well and you really care about them. And some of my clients have stayed lifelong friends as a result of the work I've done for them. But it's very difficult to tell anybody bad news. And this is pretty big bad news, right? This, this is, is what your husband's doing, and this is, you know, the impact. And some women, I mean, I had to attend at a house um, just, I think it was Christmas Eve, because that's when she found out her husband was cheating. And oh. she, he was actually abusive with her, so she was quite concerned about being there alone. And so I actually went, um, the police would not come unless something happened, you know, the, mm-hmm. the same old routine. So I actually went and stood at the door with her as she was telling him he was no longer welcome, you know, in the house. And she was shaking like a leaf. She'd lost something like 40 pounds from yeah. the time she suspected something going on to the yes. time he was found out. Yes. So it impacts people in many ways. You know, some clients are tough and that's it, game over. Others are devastated and devastated for a long time. It's not a oh well, it's it's the biggest comeback. it's the biggest betrayal anyway to to betray somebody's yeah. trust, especially somebody that you're intimate with and that you're in love with and that you've built a life with is uh, it's very very sad and very disappointing. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's great information and great to know that we have Baker Agency here, Baker Street Agency. <laughs> Get your agency right. How much is it? How much does it cost approximately? Just average price to hire a private investigator to find out you're cheating husband or wife your average retainer mm-hmm. to start the files twenty five hundred dollars okay that's a good price to change the rest of your life anyway well thanks so much kathy that's great thank you maureen not at all women have five options when it comes to cheating husbands and one you can end it you know in your own way women are strategic and um you know you can do you know you can threaten somebody you can um deal with the woman and uh you know abuse her in in one way or another, and I've certainly seen that. Um, You can also find a man who doesn't cheat on you. That's always your option as well. You can open up the relationship and allow it to happen, value honesty, and put your jealousy and fear aside, uh, or, or else you'll go insane. And, you know, your mental health is very important. 
looking the other way again and again and again is an option for you. You will live a life of dishonesty, but if you value your family and your guy more than uh, an honest life, then you perhaps can find some peace of mind there. But you will make yourself crazy if you decide to choose the the vigilante approach, which is always looking for signs that your man or your woman is cheating. There'll never be peace in your life. And when you do catch him, you can take a moral high road and blame and scream and live with it until the next time. But you know what? You really have a role in it when you approach it that way. And we all have to look at ourselves when we have any troubles in life. So uh, those are uh, certainly ways to deal with cheating, but it is a very sad issue as well. Sometimes you're not having sex, and that is why somebody strays, or you're having boring sex. So I decided to give you five keys to great sex. Uh, You've probably had lots of different advice from your friends and other people in your life, maybe your colleagues, whomever. A lot of affairs happen at work. But if you want to have great sex at home, you know, great sex is planned. Some couples think that only spontaneous sex is great sex, but it's really not true. We're we're always, I've always said this, we're, we're always planning sex. Even if you're dating somebody, if you went on a Saturday night or Sunday night, whatever, <clears throat> you thought that there might be the chance that you're going to have sex. You get prepared for that. You shave your legs if you're a leg shaver. You you pick out an outfit. You wear matching bra and panties because men like that because that sh- demonstrates to them that you cared. So, you know, they they really like that. I'm a big proponent of that. So, um, you know, planning sex is important. Great sex is frequent. You know what? You can't have... I just say the more sex, the better. But, of course, I do host a sex show. But Chad is just saying, yes, <laughs> frequent sex is great. You get better at it. Uh, some people tell you it doesn't matter how often you make love, but it really does, and especially for men. For women, if they aren't in the mood, it, it often means that they are either not, aren't aroused or they're annoyed with a man. But, you know, arousal has to begin before the desire, and arousal is really important. We often think that the desire needs to go before the arousal, but I beg to differ. So do you shut down and turn off your desire, rolling over, playing dead, telling yourself you'll do it when you're less tired or less annoyed or when the toilets are cleaned or something like that? Because that's never fair. And also, great sex is about action. You can go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. You know, I am a... I'm an advisor, a counselor, a nurse. I'm in sexual health. I make a living teaching people how to communicate, teaching people how to look at themselves and uh, to, to look at their role uh, in, in their issues around sex uh, and, and their relationship. So it's, it's easy to play the blame game, but, you know, um, it's really best to always look at yourself. Anyway, so those are some of my tips. Did I, I think I said I gave you five, but I only gave you three there. Anyway, but because uh, I do want to get on to testosterone, and testosterone is really important as well. We're going to be talking more about that next week with Dr. Stacey Elliott. She is a sexual medicine physician here in Vancouver at the BC Center for Sexual Medicine. Testosterone is important. It is a hormone produced primarily in the testicles, which is why when I heard about deflate gate, I thought of small testicles and testosterone. Testosterone helps to maintain men's bone density, fat distribution, muscle strength and mass, your red blood cell production, your sex drive, and your sperm production. So hypogonadism, or smaller testicles, is a disease actually, and that's when the body is unable to produce normal amounts of testosterone due to a problem with your testicles or with the pituitary gland, which actually controls your 
testicles. Anyway, I'm still so excited about the the Pats win today. So testosterone peaks during adolescence and early adulthood. But as you get older, your testosterone level gradually declines. And it starts to decrease about 1% starting from the age of 30. So we're going to delve further into testosterone, especially if if you've had a change in sexual function or sleep patterns or physical changes or emotional changes. Anyway, it's been great to be with here with you tonight. I'm sorry to all of you Seahawks fans who lost, but I do hope for that you'll have some more frequent sex anyway this week. Uh, at least you'll get some pity uh, put upon you, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to be at the wellness show here in Vancouver coming up on February 13th, 14th, and 15th. I'm going to be speaking about sexual desire and arousal on the main stage or the wellness stage on the Sunday at noon. And then on Saturday in the afternoon, I'm going to be speaking also about intimacy and relationships. Fresh Magazine is sponsoring that, so I look forward to that event. I'll also be having a booth there, uh, or I'm actually going to be speaking at a couple of booths there, so I'll, I'll be letting you know about that. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at back the number two, the bedroom. You can go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. I'm Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.